This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. Rockus Marcus. Rockus Marcus. Marcus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of My High School iPod, the show where each week we'll usually have a guest on, they'll play some of the music that they loved in high school, and we'll listen to it, and we'll talk about it. But once again, it is time for a very special episode of My High School iPod. Uh, More about that in just a moment. But first... My High School iPod... Set an open course playlist <laughs> for the what's that like for the Virgin Sea? For the Virgin Sea is the name. Of, yeah, it's the lyric of the song. Cool. I've got to be free. You saw Sticks live, didn't I you? I did see Sticks live. I was actually just listening to uh, them recently the other day, and with my wife, and just talking about how much I do like that band. Yeah, and how I don't like I don't think about them that much, but like I think like because I liked them when I was like in middle school. I, like I now think about them as being like, oh yeah, they were just like some dorky older band that I was into, which they were, but which they were, they were but good. like <laughs> I kind of think of it as like, oh, I didn't have musical taste yet, I guess, right. and like they were kind of <laughs> fun or funny or whatever. They sing Mr. Roboto, but then I go back to their albums and I'm just like, this, this fucking rocks <laughs> quality. <laughs> All right, well we've already tried to make this episode shorter than normal ones because it's a very special I episode. I didn't, I didn't interrupt you. I know. I I. I provoked And there's so much the Miley news I'm not talking about. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, I'm your host, Jay Howell. I am joined, as always, by my friend, my co-host, my producer, um, my... Uh, high school iPod. My high school iPod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mohammed Joma. Hey, Mohammed. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You feeling better? You've been I'm sick still, for, for three months. Time. I know. I'm I realized, still struggling. I'm, I probably am going to have to... Uh, get on more antibiotics I, my, my doctor said to message her tomorrow so i think she's gonna put me on something new gotcha yeah sucks well by the time this airs i hope you're feeling better i hope so too uh um you being sick has uh, affected my life i know i've way. like canceled plans on you like yes. three times and so <laughs> selfishly i'm like he's gotta get fucking better really. i keep making plans like surely i'll feel up right. for it and then like day of just being like oh i'm out yeah all right well you're here and, uh, Let's talk about what we're doing today. Yeah, so we're doing a special episode. We've done one of these before. Uh, if you recall, uh, we had our, our friend Justin Green in here to talk about um, the Ghetto Kids uh, and their latest album and their recent show that they performed here in Atlanta. And that was a lot of fun, and we enjoyed it. And we thought, hey, if something like that ever comes up again, we should uh, take advantage of it and do that. And that is what we did. Um, and so recently... Um, this past Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, uh, Pedro the Lion and me without you two uh, very big and important bands in, uh, in our sort of, uh, high school, um, time. Uh, (laughs) they, they both have put out albums in the last, you know, year or two and, uh, they toured together and they played at the variety playhouse and, uh, Muhammad, because he was sick, couldn't go. Uh, but I got to go with one of my very good friends and he is here to talk to us about it. And, uh, so please welcome back to the show, the heavyweight champion of the world, Jeremy Ray. 
Breathe it in. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jeremy? How are you? I am full and happy to be here. That's good. Full right. and happy. That's how we like yeah, our guests. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should maybe bring food. Like, uh, cater these recordings. That would be nice. It would be nice. We provide beer, and I one did. time you made eggnog. I did. That was early. Yeah. Is that the first episode? I think that might ever? be the first yeah. episode. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we have a very limited budget for, for this. Uh, so what until the always, sponsorships What if I always in, provide eggnog for every recording? <laughs> July. Yeah. Drink it. Do you like some, some eggnog? <laughs> Nothing like eggnog on a hot day. Um, Jeremy, this is your second time being welcome back. Thank you for having me again. It's um, good to be home. How has your life changed since the first time you did this uh, this <laughs> podcast? That's a great question. <laughs> I would say little has changed. <laughs> uh, there's a cat living in my house right now. That's, yes, that's a big difference. Uh, being allergic to cats <laughs> makes that interesting. Uh, but it's an adorable cat, and it's there for uh, an undisclosed, disclosed amount of time. Right. We'll see how that goes. It at is some a point, super one of, cute cat. Yeah. It's so cute. At some point, one of you is going to have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you were the cat, but you guys are right now fighting. I 100% know the answer of who's going to have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, cool. Well, I, I'm glad you're back. Uh, we we got to go see uh, Pedro the Lion we and did. Me Without You. It was and badass. It was fucking great, man. It always is. That was probably my... Let's see here. Me Without You put out their first record in 2003 uh, called AB Life or A to B Life on Tooth and Nail. And I saw them on the tour for that album. And there's probably no band that's current. There's no band. There's probably no band, aside from Friends bands, of course, but uh, that I've seen more than me without you. That was That was probably, I would say, at least the 20th to 25th time I've wow. seen them. Wow. Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're my... Uh, I mean, I have a lots and lots and lots of favorite bands, but they are... I know they're that probably, They're probably like my, my one of my all-time favorite bands that I had the experience to watch grow and see them become a band and see them stay a band and be really uh, important for lots of people and be really relevant. I mean, I can't say that. I mean, The Clash is my all-time favorite band too, but I never got to see The Clash. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's a different relationship. Um, just to clear that, but it was it was great to see them again. I like what I love. I mean, I love so many things about me without you and that's what we're here to talk about, but they and one time I saw them play at the Masquerade, which is where I've seen them play the most. And they said on stage that aside from a hometown venue in Philadelphia where they're from, they had played the Masquerade more than any place else. In the yeah, that's cool. So, so they're Atlanta they fans. Come, yes, they come to Atlanta a lot. Yeah. And that's really that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. They also, uh, he said, I think during that when he was talking about that, he would said, uh, "This is our one thousand. He had the exact number. He was like, "This is our one thousand. It was like 1,134 or something. Yeah, it's like this like 1,134th show. Crazy. It was, it was like, and then so. It makes complete sense to me that they would know that. Right. <laughs> he seems like a very, I know not much about me without you. I was kind of, and that was another reason that I brought you and I wanted yeah. you to come to the podcast was because I know me without you is important to you know you and, and a lot of other people uh for me i i was there to see pedro the lion 
and uh and so yeah it was it was cool to see i feel like they have a lot of kind of cross it like fans that like both bands. yeah which is interesting because they sound different super different you know, they're yeah. not yeah it was it was more of a uh it was like it made sense that they were playing a show together just kind of based on what they represent right sure, they not were, so much what they sound like well they definitely both come from a lineage of their early records were released on tooth and nail Mm-hmm. So they have that in common. So they definitely have a lot of crossover fan base just based on Tooth and Nail putting out their early records. Uh, I listened to uh, AB Life in high school and was a fan of that album. And then their next one was uh, Catch Catch Us the Foxes or whatever that catch, album was called. Catch for Us the Foxes. Catch for Us the Foxes. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Jeremy brought. Did you? He brought vinyl. Brought, bring all of the Me Without You albums. I brought all the ones you have. I have all of them except for Catch Forest the Foxes. I was re- on vinyl, and the, oh, the, yeah. the Catch Forest the Foxes vinyl has never been. Well, it's been repressed, but I didn't get it. And like the cheapest one you can get now is like 120 bucks. Wow! I was yeah. I was revisiting them uh, in preparation for this, and they were a band that I, I particularly AB a- Life was an album that I listened to a lot and really liked. But they just, for whatever reason, as a band, never quite clicked with me. I never listened to anything after Catch for Us the Foxes. Um, were they continuing to make music the the whole, the whole time? time? Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, there's never there's never been an extended break in their career. There's been times where they've been more active than not, of course, but sure. they have been a consistent band since they started. I will say, uh, listening to. Uh, their latest release, which was from last year, uh, I was surprised by how sort of similar it still sounded. Like they they sounded, um, uh, you know. I think the get when we talked about the Get Up Kids with Justin, their latest album, like his voice sounded very different to me. They just sounded very not not like sonically different, but you could tell they they were older guys, you know, kind of weathered. coming back together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that Me Without You album, that I, was to, I was just like, oh, these guys sound like they could be, you know, still young dudes playing mm-hmm. like th- this could be their second album or something. Well, and you and you were pointing this out when we watched them. They you said they seemed a little more like subdued. Yeah, they than were previous they, performances. Well, that's what I love about that band so much is how much of a depth they have. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't go see a band twenty five times if it was the same. Right. So it, it there's no way in hell I would do that. So to me, like when I go see Man with Me Without You, I know what I'm going to get, but I also have no clue what I'm going to get mm-hmm. because they're so uh, they're just so interesting on stage. They can like really break it down and be really, really intimate and really quiet, and they can also sound like a freight train that's right. like going off the rails, you know? There's nothing worse than a, a live band, a band that does the same exact show live for years and years and years mm-hmm. and years. Yeah, and there's me, a lot of them out there that Me Without that. You never plays the same set. I mean, yeah. their set is... I was thinking about it today, knowing that we were doing this. I was thinking, I was like, I wonder... If in my years of seeing them, I've seen them play every song on every album, yeah. and the answer would probably be yes. That's cool. If they played all the songs on every album, which they probably have, no right. deal, you know. The um, set's always different, and that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah. They definitely. I mean, you could you could tell just from watching them and and seeing like how they were kind of carrying themselves on stage when they said, "This is our one thousand whatever show." 
you were like, oh yeah, because they looked, <laughs> they looked like they had played together a thousand times. Yeah. Like that sort of, you know, Malcolm Gladwell thing. Of right, like right, right. 10,000 hours. Maybe that's like, the difference with somebody like, um, the get up kids that, you know, took a, they took a break, right? They did. They? Yeah. They've taken a so couple breaks. Maybe if you, you know, that sort of changes the dynamic of a band, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and when you get back together, yeah, you're going to, you're bound to sound a little different. Well, that's like with this podcast, like where we're, we're sometimes we hit mediocre and then if we take like <laughs> two right. or three weeks off yeah. and then we come to another one, it's not very good. <laughs> right. And it's like, cause we'll we do like out of, four or five in our own. And we're then like, we're back to mediocre. Yeah, back to mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> our, our ceiling. Yeah. And that's like, like, you know, like Pony League or even like playing with Jeremy, like we can, you can tell once we've if we practice for like three weeks in a row that third practice of course it's gonna sound way better than the first one you know be like say if we know we took like a month or two off and then like all got back it's just that's just kind of natural naturally how stuff works um Um, i have questions you don't practice man you're gonna suck (laughs) (laughs) i have questions about the show because like you said i wasn't there right First of all, did me without you play first and then Pedro the line? Yes, That's me okay. without you opened for um, Pedro the line. How, how do you how do you feel about the me with? I mean, in general, like, do you think that it was one of their better the better times you've seen them, or was it? Have you seen uh, have you seen them recently, or is this like a first time in a while that they've toured? Or I saw them last year. Really? So they're still them, yeah. around a I lot. I saw them at the Masquerade last On, year, right which at, is different than Pedro the Lion, right? I mean, they weren't even. It was just David Bazan for a long time touring, right? Yeah, he's and he's kind of had different members come and go, and yeah. like he's he's done a few different kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, those are two different sort of dynamics for. So for like, it's not a reunion show for me without you. You know, it's right. not like a yeah, it's just me without you playing. <laughs> well, they're they're really smart with their tours these days. I mean, obviously they're such they're a legendary band at this point. They're not going to go on a stupid tour. They're not going to make sure. a mistake. And they're I mean, like they played with Pedro, of course, and the tour before that. It was a co bill with Cursive. Oh yeah, yeah. And they were ahead. And before that, it was like I can't remember who it was with before that. But before that, it was their headlining tour for for their album. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time I saw them. It was probably like summer of last year. That's cool though. The um, it was before like leading the day of. I texted Jeremy and uh, we were like coordinating what time we were getting there. And in true. Uh, we're in our thirties going to show fashion. Jeremy goes, I'm going to try to get up in the balcony and like get good, good seats. And I was like, that sounds fantastic. So that's that. So I'm glad you said that. Cause that was a huge difference for me. Like I have seen, so I was, where have I seen you? Like first time I saw them was like ground zero in Spartanburg. Mm-hmm. And then I saw them at, uh, the new Brooklyn Tavern in Columbia. And I've seen them at the masquerade probably 15 times or more. I've seen them at the, uh, Georgia Theater in Athens. So I've seen them at a bunch of different venues, but this was the first time I can recall ever sitting down to watch them, which is indicative of being 36 yeah. and going to a show. Because there a, was a pit. There like, was. Well, it was a very lame <laughs> Yeah. <pit. laughs> but it looked, I mean, still, I mean, it, it was like, to me, it was so, I mean, in my head, I was like, look, what, just Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down up there. And I felt so old. And then I had like at one point I saw like a kid just like with his hands up in the air. And I was like, oh god. And then I and then I had the thought of like, I remember fifteen years ago you were that being kid. that kid yeah. seeing me without you and having that like emotional I'm at church feeling where my hands are in the air and just like 
opening my arms and accepting like the energy and the music that they right. bring and leave you know so was there a, l- a lot of young people at the show or, uh, there was a both there was yeah me without me without you always has a connection to like younger crowds uh, i was younger of course when i got into them and now sure. i'm like seasoned with them you know i'm only like three or four years younger than most of the people in the right band. um but it was totally different seeing them sitting down like right. it changed how like the music hit me you know now, granted, I mean, they're great. Me without, I've never seen Me Without You where I was disappointed, like, in the slightest. But they definitely seemed more uh, subdued on stage. Like, I've seen, like, the last time I saw him back last year, like, Mike, the guitar player, like, flipped over the back of his amp <laughs> and, like, nearly broke his ass because he was wow. dancing so hard. <laughs> and then I've seen, like, so many shows where, like, the the first note of the show, Aaron is stage diving and doing backflips into the crowd yeah. and like doing, I mean, just, so it's like a big high energy yeah, show I mean, for them. Yes. And, but this time they didn't do any of that. Yeah. Right? They were, they were very calm. And mm-hmm. like, well, but it happened. Know, it happens pretty quickly. Right. I mean, we're all in our mid thirties. Right. Yeah. And like, you know how it is. It's like, I feel like just like two years ago, I was like, had energy for days. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I'm yeah, starting no to kind of be like, oh, I gotta be careful. I don't want to tweak my back or something. Right, kidding. That's funny. Like, <laughs> Like Aaron Weiss, the singer of Me Without You, is very a very complex character. Um, Seems very interesting. Yeah, there's there's actually a couple books on him. Um, what's it called? It's called All These Beautiful Words on Pages. I can't remember the guy that wrote it, but it, he corresponded with Aaron over like the period of like ten years, and like wow. it's all about his correspondence with Aaron. It's really interesting. Um, but anyway, Aaron said something like, "He's like normally we play the masquerade." And but but someone brought us cupcakes and that's cool and then someone else brought us beer and that's not cool I actually dislike beer and it's weird that there's seats here like the first time they, when, they, like when they stopped talking. playing after like the third song he like gave a full list of his critiques it, it seemed very I was like all right this guy's particular like, yeah this guy's got yeah. some he's some very moody that, and I yeah. love that so much about him like because. He's so complex. I'm always like, what kind of mood is Aaron going to be in at yeah. this show? Like, is he going to be like down on his knees, like hugging people and like full of joy? Or is he going to be missing his family and wishing he was back home in Philly? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to be going on with his head? What kind of spiritual battle is he having to get through this performance? Which is what I love so much about me without you is like the tension in their music. Um, but then like, so that annoyed me at first, but I was like, okay, that's cool. That's how he feels. Like I can't be annoyed at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, three songs later, <clears throat> excuse me, he was like, you know, I got to retract my statement about the seats. I don't mean <laughs> to, like, offend y'all. I'm 40 years old. I understand why y'all were sitting. If I was at this show, I would 100% be sitting there. I don't want to stand up for two hours doing anything, anytime. <laughs> Do you, I, I feel like he was probably thinking about that the whole time, like, while yes, he was singing, yes. like, why did I say that? I got to say something. Yeah, that I gotta, was rude. I, gotta, I seemed a little rude just then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they let's let's because you were saying spiritual battle. Let's do you want to talk about that now? Because we were saying like a big sort of unifying thing with Page of the Line and Me Without You is that yeah, like they were in some form like Christian bands. Yeah, and absolutely. and whereas we've talked about on on this show, you know, Pedro the Lion, uh, who I'm way of course way more familiar with, he sings very openly about how he's feeling towards God and religion. And you can listen from album to album and like hear 
how his stance has changed. And I was asking you at the show if is me without you. Do they do a, Are they doing a similar thing, or are they still kind of concrete in in how they feel about stuff, or is that something that they aren't as open with? Right. I think me without you is very open with what they sing about and i don't think many bands are super concrete and keep the same stance as their whole careers mm-hmm. that's what makes bands interesting uh, me without you his lyrics are incredible i mean that's one of the most important parts of the band and which is through throughout all like me without you fans like everybody loves them because of how powerful his words are and his words over the years have like referenced christianity and buddhism and islam and he's based a uh, a lot of his words off different poets, you know, he, so his spirituality is completely across the board. He's definitely has a fear of God. And I think he struggles with what God is, but I mean, why I can't speak for him. Was it, know? was there a time where his lyrics seemed a little bit more centered on Christianity or like, sure. Yeah, I mean, in the early days yeah. when they were, there's references to it throughout all the albums. Yeah. Um, and a struggle with it through all the albums. His words are so complex and so beautiful. Um, as a very, uh, this is just sort of on the subject of, of, of this in general, but as a very non-religious person, I do, I always like when, when people write, especially when you're talking about poetry or song lyrics or, or, or something like that. It's like the imagery and, and sort of weight that talking about, you know, spiritualness, carries is is makes for good art you know what i mean like it's nice to hear people talking about because you're really talking about is life and death and the purpose of it all and i mean that's the heaviest subject matter you can tackle it's like yeah if you're gonna be singing about you know god and the devil it's gonna that that means a lot more than singing about you know a breakup or something you know Mm -hmm. or it carries more weight at least it's it's real shit i mean and me without you is a real band like that's why I connect with them so much is I was like, those are real people up there. All right. Like they don't feel like anything other than people that could be my friends, you know, but they're not my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's tough sometimes. You've seen them 20 plus times. <laughs> they're your friends. They, they better be. Yeah. <laughs> they recognize I, I, like, you. Look at their yeah. stack of vinyl. Right <laughs> yeah. here that I mean, I've given more money to me without you in the last 15 years than <laughs> I have to that cat that's living in my house for sure. <laughs> Um, they like, I guess maybe why don't we like play like a song sure. th- and we can talk over it, but like a song that they played in their set. Um, I, the thing uh, that when I first heard me without you, when I was in like ninth or 10th grade, uh, I, I wasn't, I didn't like them very didn't like them very much just one. because their first kind of. The first thing you notice is the way the guy is singing or talking or yelling or like whatever he's doing to get the and and when I was yeah like 15 years old I didn't like it and so I I immediately what I did with a lot of bands is like if I didn't like it the first time I heard it I was like I don't like that band and I'm done and I'm not right. going to listen to it because I've already decided I don't like them and so that's always kind of been how I felt about them without I was like I didn't really give them a fair shake seeing them the other night um they definitely uh I wished that I had listened to them more in high like given them more of a chance oh, in yeah. high school because I was like I like it now uh way more than I did back then they're so complex every yeah. record is completely different but also like 
you can hear the connection between and through their progression as a band. Mm-hmm. Like this song right here, this is the first track off the most recent album, and they closed with this song. Yeah. The other night. Um, yeah, very high energy. He has two microphones. One of them is like kind of clean. The other one has a lot of like effects on it. Yeah, and it, yeah. And it goes back and forth. That's a combo. Yeah, that's cool. Very, very, a lot of energy. Yeah. People, people loved it. Like the crowd was super into it the whole time. You it can, was awesome. You can hear the connection. Like when I hear this song, I think I can hear the connection in this being the opening track of their last album to the opening track of their very first album, which has just this like freight train like punch you in the <laughs> fucking <laughs> mouth energy. Yeah. But like how much more like musically complex this song is to how Bullet to Binary, the song that opens up their first record. And I can hear that connection, you know, yeah. like... That's cool. They did... Yeah. I, I did notice that I, I... And I don't know if it's a thing that they've always kind of done, but the first... The first song... And I told you, it's the first song that I heard of theirs was on, like, a tooth and nail sampler. And it was the one that's like, uh, we never met you in the halls. We were, And it's just, like, him kind of, like, talking. And, yeah. uh, and I, I, you know, I, it stuck with me, but I was always just like, he's not singing, so I don't right. like Whereas, like... A lot of that music of that time period had that kind of, like, chant... Not even chanting, like... Almost stream of consciousness, like rambling singers, yeah. Yeah, and I and so I guess in the hardcore scene or whatever mm-hmm. you would call that, but and then like seeing them the other night, I noticed they had plenty of songs like that, but they also did have a lot where he is singing, like, yeah. and I kind of liked the ones where he wasn't singing more. Like those were the ones that <laughs> kind of stuck with me, which I feel like yeah, it kind of is the exact opposite of how I thought, you know, back in 2002 or whatever. Like, yeah, that uh, cool. I mean, I, I it might be because I'm not as familiar with this band and I'm I'm even less familiar with with Pedro the Lion, but listening to that song, you know, it sounds it it it, it doesn't even it's not that it sounds like something that I listened to in high school. It sounds like a modern like young band they don't sound like a band that's been around for you know 20 years now and and not like because they they sound you know i don't know they they just don't sound rusty to me at all Mm -hmm. in a way that a lot of like bands that have put out however many albums have been around for however many years they start to sound a little just you know either formulae yeah like like they have sort of just the one thing and they're just doing it to sell records or or whatever like I mean, it's weird to compare them to 311, but I always listen to the new 311 albums, and I'm always just like, oh, yeah, you guys just do the sort of one thing now, and it's just sort of not interesting, right. you know? Well, that's but, what, I think that's what makes me without you so interesting and makes band like bands like 311 so not interesting because <laughs> me without you has changed and explored and not been afraid to take risks with their songwriting, their recording techniques, people who are producing their records how they're putting out their records. They've I mean, that's, that's ne- so cool. They've that's never like been afraid to stray and work on themselves. And it, their pers- their personal lives like show through so much in their art. And that's why I think they still sound fresh. Like They had a guy named Will Yip produce the last two records, which this, this dude's like a new producer, I guess. I don't really know a lot about him, but he's got a like, good name. It is a, a good name. name. <laughs> um, <clears throat> And I think he records out of Philly, where Me Without You's from. 
but like that put a new kind of like pro- production on the, the last yeah. two records which makes them sound a little fresh but i mean they can go back and have like like i said that's i can hear the connection between that song and the song off the first song off their first record um because they can it's like they they're able to go back and reference like what it was that made them start being a band right. but with fresh energy right. to where it doesn't sound like a carbon copy of itself just to sell tickets or be a nostalgic guy like to me like me without you isn't a nostalgia act at all right even though i there is a lot of nostalgia connected to their music for a lot of fans they have yeah. a giant fan base that has people like me in it that have been with them the whole time mm-hmm. and that's so cool and that speaks volumes about me without you because you know we we as music lovers we all get to have a chance at some point in our like music listening careers to catch a band when they're first getting off the ground and be able to follow them mm-hmm. and then you're like oh rad oh my god i you know i got to see 311 at their first tour you know right. and then you're like yeah but then they sucked three yeah, years after, later uh, usually you know, a like, little while later it's rare yeah. like and that's why I, me without you is such a I'm so passionate about that band is because they've never strayed from me. Right. Like throughout their entire career, it's always been interesting. You know? Yeah. And I've always, I, I, I I've think, always wanted more. Mm-hmm. I think it's especially hard for, for um, bands that never, that, that like, I think pop artists weirdly do it pretty well of reinventing themselves for different albums. And it's because there's a lot of different producers and stuff that like yeah, want to use people. them. And yeah. And yeah, there's, yeah, they have like publicists that are always being like, let's try something new this time or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But you know, um, I think a lot of times rock bands and especially bands that haven't quite broken through, have a hard time, um, you know, trying new things or, you know, or, or reinventing themselves in a way that, you know, is, successful i guess i I feel like often uh, you know if they do try to do that it's everybody's like ah, i like their early stuff better or whatever so it is really amazing when you when you have a band that can stick around for this long and 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 make new stuff um and make it sound fresh you know that's why they're so important to me yeah it's always so interesting do you think pedro the lion did that as well i do and well 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 i just wanted what you were just saying about like success yeah i feel like what the artist's idea of success is, I think, has a probably has a, a strain on that too. Because sure. if you think I, about like a pop star, their yeah. idea of success is to have a number one hit right. song or hit record, right. and so they're gonna change their sound and like try to keep it fresh. Whereas you know, me without you, they're not trying to be on the Billboard sure. charts. Like yeah. if they so happen to for some reason, like I'm sure they'd be okay with it. But that's not like their goal. Right. And so I think yeah, the the idea of of you know like changing their sound the way that they want to and they don't have right. people kind of telling them or like giving them these ideas. Yeah, it makes it kind of more interesting, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And and we can yeah, if we can go kind of into Page of the Lion, it was uh you know, that song that we just heard was the last Me Without You song. It's pretty it's pretty heavy, it rages, and they get done and Me Without You is a five piece. Their drums were on a riser, they had these big banners behind them with, yeah was that the art from their last yeah their so newest album before we move on to pedro i'd love to talk real quick about this and that's why i brought all these records because yeah jeremy has a stack of vinyl here yeah yeah i oh man you should come to my house it's <laughs> it takes up a lot of space you hear that everyone you're all invited to jeremy's house <laughs> 
That would be amazing, actually. <laughs> hey, I heard your podcast. I'm here. Yeah. Don't tell them where I live. <laughs> uh, but one thing that is so interesting about me, without you, we've talked a lot about how they change throughout their whole career and how they evolve. And one thing, another thing, like that makes me so interested in me without you as a prof- as a professional artist, um, is that they've used the same artist for every single album. Cover. I love that. So it's uh, an artist named Vasily Kavanov. And he, so this was like the painting he did for the most recent album. Yeah, it's very cool. It's it's, it's very abstract and mm-hmm, it's very like frenetic and uh, it's beautiful. Expressive it's, too. Yes. And, yeah, the, very the, like, a lot of color. It's just. And that one's called Untitled, that album? Yeah, so in 2018 they put out a, an untitled LP and an untitled EP on the same day. So like 18 songs. So this is the untitled uh, LP. This is the album before that, Pale Horses. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, uh, before you'll have to look at this is the deluxe version of Pell Horses, which you'll have to see before before Ooh. I leave. We'll it's, post. We'll post yeah. these up on yeah, the yeah, absolutely, definitely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is this is the only album art he didn't do. Um, this was a repress of their first ever EP before they got signed. Gotcha. So actually, he did the artist Vasily Kavanaugh did do this painting, but it was a painting based off of their first cover art gotcha i never cool. said i was brave so that's pretty cool and this is a single east enders live single you can see like yeah how amazing that is and it all yeah it all looks similar like that's impressive and i yeah i think a lot of times bands will put albums out and the artwork there's not really anything connecting the artwork from album to album right they're and, such an artistic band and they yeah. care about like the way they're their presentation, and I think that's so interesting. I want to show you this. This is an album they did in 2010, I think it was, called uh, Ten Stories. And this is a big box full of things. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting on. I'm currently waiting on the box set for their most recent album. So this is a, the double LP. And then the, on, the, on the D side, they didn't have enough songs to fill the D side, so they did an etching. Ooh, uh, it's fucking cool. On the record, and so the whole album is a loose, loose wow. concept album about a train crash that was carrying a circus in the uh, yeah uh, in the late eighteen hundreds. And so these are all the characters in the song. A you know, the fox's dream of the log flume, the bear's vision of Saint Anne's, um, the elephant on the dock, all the songs that are on the album. So those are all the characters. That's cool. Super beautiful, nice. right? So it's like they care. Yeah. They really care. And, and I really care about nerdy yeah. shit like this. <laughs> that's amazing. And it, I, every time I get a chance to like, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they had this artist's art up behind them. Is that what you're saying? It yeah, was like a, a big banner. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And uh, so, it, I mean, it looked like. And they were the opening band. Like they're they're a band that headlines their own shows. But sure, on this but tour, they were the opening act, and it was just such a like a funny sort of transition from that. They like took the banner down and they moved the drum riser, and they like took all the big amps off the stage. And then there's this little tiny drum kit that goes right to the front of the stage, like to the sort of like stage right. Yeah. And then there's 
like a tiny little guitar amp and then they said I couldn't up, even see a guitar amp. It might have been like off to the side of <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't there was not like like and his you know, David Bazan uh plays bass now where he used to play guitar and for whatever really? reason yeah, when he got Page of the Lion back together, he has a drummer and a guitar player and he plays bass. That is very interesting yeah. actually. And he kind of plays it like a guitar. Like the first song they play like strumming on Yeah, it. the first song they, he was definitely chording the bass, which yeah, is really, really cool. Especially the way he did it with his phrasings and yeah. how he made it not sound muddy. That's right. very you interesting. Know? It was very cool. He like and and so and then they also the only thing that they kind of had to decorate the stage was this weird uh, like screen for a projector that was maybe like eight feet wide. Like it, it wasn't big enough for the stage. Yeah. Like the variety player stage is very big. You think they would have like a movie screen right. that would drop that, <laughs> but it just looked like like if you went to a like sales convention in like a Holiday Inn lobby of like yeah. Topeka they would set up <laughs> yeah, a screen like this to yeah. show you a powerpoint right, right but like and then they had this like projector and they had taken um they had they had filmed like a car driving around phoenix because this whole the whole new album is called phoenix because he grew up in phoenix and it's about him growing up and like songs about being a kid and uh but it was just such a and like the the ride symbol that the drummer had had like a crack in it and he'd put tape on it. It was just such a pure like visual like representation of yeah. Pedro the Lion. Which what are they doing? Like they, I'm sure they had it on per like yeah. they they planned for that. They're no, not trying yeah, to Yeah, no like no like shock and awe pizzazz. It was just like we're three people, <laughs> we're gonna play these songs and just listen to them. And they're fucking can, awesome. Can I tell man. you so I listened to the new album. Okay. And um I really don't know. I don't think I could like tell you how a page of the line song goes at all. No. Yeah. I've heard a handful over the years, but I just like, they are very, they're just not, they just never, I never had a period of time where I listened to them. So, um, I was surprised. I did like the album. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was surprised. I, it was more playful than what I thought it would sound like just because of, the stories I guess I've heard about David Bazan and right. stuff. Is that a newer thing for well, him or I, is this just like, am I, did I just have the, I, I kind of expected it to be almost, I mean, not necessarily sound like this, but in the realm of, a of, um, Elliot Smith or something, just like really downtrodden. And so if you went back and listened to stuff that he put out, like 2000, you know, like late nineties, early two thousands, that would be more because for a while he was just you know kind of like more of a guitar singer songwriter sure. guy. This new album, like I was saying, it's it's a story about him. Yeah, I know. It's the like, first song's it's about, about him, him trying up. to uh, save up for a yeah a yellow bike. For, the song's yeah. called Yellow. And then bike. the last song, I think it's the last song. He's talking about um, wanting somebody to ride with. Yeah, yeah. It's all, and I think that's. I think he did that on purpose yeah. to like kind of make it sound a little more playful because it is about being a kid yeah. and growing up. I really and liked it. I'm going to listen to it again, but it, it is weird being like, Oh, I like this page of the lion album with no knowledge of like <laughs> what they've been doing. It's for, also weird that you know, like you've 20 heard, years or however yeah, long and you've heard the handful of songs <laughs> that we've played here. Right. And you've heard us talk about sort of like right. the kind of darker, kind of things that he will sing about. Right. And then, yeah, this most recent album is the, <laughs> album probably the lightest thing that he's done. <laughs> so if you were to go back, like the, another 
concept kind of album that he has uh, is Control. And if you were to listen to Control, you'd be like, oh yeah, there's the dark, the dark uh, kind of scary, not scary, but like more uh, raw stuff. Because that's about like a you know a married couple that uh, you know the husband has an affair and the wife finds right. out about. Right. I want to like, listen. I remember you guys talking yeah, about that. That's album. Control, and that's an amazing album. Yeah, it's, and a cool, it's definitely cool not about riding a bike. This is Yellow Bike off the new album. Yeah, let's do it for a minute. Um, they opened with this song. Yeah. Ah. How do you, you have you seen? I assume you've seen them before. I've not as many times as Jeremy's seen me, <laughs> but I think probably probably like eight times, eight or nine times. And he's sometimes he's been Page of the Lion, sometimes he's just been right, David Bazaar. Right. I saw him once as uh, as a band called Headphones, which was I love that. Yeah, that's cool. What's Jay? I have a question for you. Hit me. Um, the guy that was playing guitar with him, did that guy have any connection to the past history of the band? Was he new for this album? I think he, he's not an original Pedro member. Right. No. Because uh, originally, yeah, Bazan would play guitar, and then he had a bass player, and the bass player would kind of change, you know, from album to album or whatever. He had the same drummer for a while, whose name was T.W. Walsh. Um, but now he's got another drummer. I think he just when he got the wanted to use the name again. Yeah. It was more just like for the sake of having the name. I feel uneducated in saying this, but I feel like I heard somebody say that in an interview recently that David Bazan said that he kind of regrets ever stopping using the moniker Pedro the Lion. Really? I watched his uh, Tiny Desk concert that he. Ah, oh, I bet it's good. It's very good, and uh, it was it was like a year or so ago when he picked up the name Page of the Lion again and one of the reasons he said he was like this next song I'm about to play was on a Bazan album and it's very confusing for people who might <laughs> want to hear one of my songs but they don't know if it's a Page of the right. Lion so, and like so I guess just for the sake of like looking shit up on Spotify like he he has two albums that are just two or three that are David Bazan. He has one that's just Bazan. And so if you were looking for those songs, yeah, it, it's confusing. So and I think that's part it, of the reason that he regrets doing that. I mean, Pedro Lion really was just like a name for basically him, right? I mean, I, I guess he's had some of the same band members, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like a name that he's going by. Right. Um, different than like Me Without You, obviously. Correct. More like bright eyes right 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 right. the band members can kind of come and go but it's mostly i think it's smart when an artist uses i mean i like i like i like both sides of the coin but i think it's cool when an artist uses a moniker i think so too yeah um but it can be confusing especially if they start releasing music under other monikers or something but if if you're a true fan you're gonna find it yeah that's true that's true yeah i think it's cool like instead of like it really it's takes like it, it takes just, one extra step. Yeah, <laughs> like, you yeah, just have to point. look it up on Google. <laughs> it just kind of speaks to the layers of what it's like to be an artist. Like, man, I don't know what I don't remember what was happening, but at this time, there was no way I was going to be able to release those set of songs under the moniker "Page of the Line." Yeah, it felt more personal. It had to be my name, right? Or I was afraid to release it under "Page of the Line" for whatever reason. Right. You know, I'm not saying that's what he did, but I I like that when like an artist has like a throughput that's not 
just one line and it's just like dish, yeah you know it's and that is yeah it's something that he i'm sure made a conscious decision at the time whether he regrets it in hindsight you know but he he definitely like this this out this sort of incarnation of them now is yeah like like he was like i'm gonna play bass guitar now yeah. I'm not entirely sure why yeah. he decided to, <laughs> right. but it sounds great. It's cool as shit. The, yeah. guitar, the guitar player was amazing mm -hmm. as well. Um, but I felt like there was a zero spotlight on that guy. Right. Yeah, I, felt like, no, I felt like I looked at it one time and I was like, I bet I'm the first person. But like literally there was like, he was in the kind of the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> he, got, the he got introduced at one point, but, but he, he was incredible. Man. And I thought he was, I thought he was really great from, from hearing people on this podcast talk about David Bazan. It does seem like he has sort of a presence of, you know, that rock star presence, not in the sense of like, he's like rocking out or anything, but that like, uh, magnetism where the people's eyes do just sort of stay on him. And, you know, people seem to, like being around him or you know whatever that is that yeah people have. He's, but he's he, a true people, artist yeah people want to be around artists yeah and it's i mean he's he comes off kind of not shy or meek but he's a little quieter yeah like he talks a little slower in between songs right. and says what he needs to say but for the most part like and he did kind of have a a little like speech that he went off of about the world and, and oh. politics and stuff like that. And it was fucking great. Should, and we, uh, should we listen to a little bit of that? I have all of that on video. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah we can yeah, listen yeah. to it. Let's, um, give, me, give me a second for that finding. That yeah, just, yeah, it was just really, hang it up. To it was that, to me, honestly, and I, and to be honest, like I, I left about, I would say, 60% through Pedro's yeah. set. I had to work early the next morning. Um, but honestly, after I saw him, heard him speak, I was like, okay, that's yeah. that's kind of what I wanted to to hear. I yeah. wanted to hear him talk, um, and that's something he does at his, his shows often, right? I feel like other he, people have talked about how he'll he used to do this thing. He didn't do it this show where in between songs he'll just go like, "Does anyone have any questions?" Right, right. And somebody can just sometimes I've heard people go, "What's your favorite movie?" Yeah, and, says, and then sometimes people are like. In this song, you have this line. Right. What does it mean? It's like and that's it's, cool. People and he's never just like I'm not going to answer that question. Like he's very open about it. But so you want to hear this? this yeah, is 40, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, a 43 it's... second song of a clip I made of, of out of the video. It was I've filmed him for four and a half minutes talking. Uh, but this was something I don't remember what he said, but I remember really liking it. Look, it's just music, rock and roll, and uh, some lyrics. And uh, the real work is waking up every day and trying to figure out how to be kind to yourself so that you have enough to give to other people. Because they're going to cut you off in traffic. God damn, they're going to do it over, over and over again. And it's a battle to find the space to be like, you know, okay, cool. I get it. They don't have the same information that I do. <laughs> and I can be uh, cool if I'm kind to myself, if I make space for them. So that's all the talking. We might say hi a little later, but... We just play all the songs right in a row, you know? So we're going to get back to that. I love that. Yeah. Like, it was a, that was just the end of what he was talking about. But I think that's why, like, Pedro and Me Without You are such important bands because they're so human and they're yeah. not afraid to be human right. for their audience. They're not putting up some facade or hiding their face or, you know, 
there's none of that bullshit. I mean, the dude just got up there and said the hardest part of all of this is trying to figure out how we can get through our days and not kill each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just think that's so cool. Like once I heard that, I was like, I've heard everything I needed to hear. I was like, that's cool that this guy has the struggle to be want the want to be a better person and the want to make other people feel that same feeling of being a better person. And he's using that feeling through his artwork and sharing it with people. And I think that's why people love these bands and yeah. they will always love these bands. He, um, he definitely like, he, he comes, he's, he's older. Yeah. I don't know exactly how old he is now, but he definitely comes off like a very wise yes. kind of like, yeah. I've been, traveling around mm-hmm. with this guitar or now this bass and I've learned a thing or two yeah. and I would like yeah. to tell you what I've learned. That's yes. cool though. People I mean, want to hear that yeah. shit, man. For real. Yeah. They always do. That's and it's it's nice just anytime you can con- like that that creates a real connection with with the audience, you know, and, mm-hmm. and in a way that you don't always get at shows. A lot of shows you're kind of just like that was great. I got to see them. I felt the things that I wanted to feel, but you don't feel connected with the performer all the time. You right. Know? Um, so and that- he's the same guy that we, I think with Matt Gerard's episode, like he, for like a summer or two, he just, he did like house shows and would play right. in people's living room. So yeah, it seems like he's really, well, both these bands are really seem to be stretching to sort of connect in a real mm-hmm. way with, with, with their audiences. Yeah. Which is interesting. I mean, again, they're two pretty different sounding bands. I mean, even their new stuff, very like, they're not really on the same yeah. page in that, in a way that you could just notice by listening, but then you kind of talk about them and dissect them. And there is like a, a, a connection there. Mm-hmm. Especially um, with the spiritual connections, you know, they're both, both songwriters are, you know, openly talking about their struggles with God mm-hmm. and like the mistakes that people are making, the mistakes that they're making. And, you know, it's just really interesting shit. Like you said yeah. earlier, it's not, they're not it's writing. It's heavy. It's real. Yeah. You know, they could be writing love songs, but they're putting a lot more right. uh, weight behind it. You know? Yeah. I felt, Jeremy, I don't know how you felt about me without you set. Um, but I, I was, I, I told Muhammad about this, but like, he for this page of the lion set it was really good played for a long time i think he did like 20 songs um it was almost like every track off the new album and i feel like this happens when i go see page of the lion is there's always songs that i want him to do that he doesn't do just because he has so many songs and i have to really like take a second to like not not that i'd be mad at him but i'm always just like would have been cool if he played fucking priests and paramedics but it's you know was there any older song that he played that you were really excited to hear um yeah he actually did he did a headphone song oh interesting which was a band where he played the keyboard oh it was like keyboard and drums but he was doing it they did it with bass guitar and drums and uh it was very cool they kind of like translated it from or transposed it from keyboard to bass guitar and it was really cool and they did oh man they did i I think it was foregone conclusions off achilles heel the last pedro record which was like 2004 uh that one that's like i could buy you a drink yeah that's a the fleecing i think okay but yeah that's a great song that was really cool you want me to play something and play that play Play that song play that one dude that's a hit that is a hit. Um, but yeah, he just has so many songs that there's no way he's going to... But the idea is that uh, 
like as Jeremy was saying with like they me without you set list is like he I have to remember like oh yeah no he took a lot of time to right. put the set list together right. and so this is what he wanted he, us this is to what, hear yeah, yeah. I want to hear what they want to play exactly yeah. yeah that's something that Jay has really I know you've t- talked about like that a lot uh, I mean but, uh, as a music as musicians you guys both probably have a better insight on that than me but you know, like what the intention of the artist is, not with a with a set or with an album or with a song or whatever it is. It's just like, what are they specifically trying to tell me mm-hmm. as the listener, as the audience member? That's um, why I hate when people yell out songs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so mad. Cause it's yeah. like they they know what they want to do. Right, right. <laughs> they have like, a fucking plan. <laughs> yeah, let's just go out there and people will yell at us and yeah. we'll do what they want us to play. Um, his, his voice is just it's it's very like soft and sweet but still like has some big power to power it to and it. like man I it's I, I told Jeremy like I think when he started his first song I was like this is like top five favorite voices for me yeah. David Bazan's up there that was great. I would say the same thing about Aaron Weiss for me. Yeah. Was there an older Me Without You song that they played, or was it? Uh, I know they've been touring for so long. <laughs> they probably have. Uh... Well, like like I said earlier, they do different sets every night. Um, they didn't. Play, oh, right. Yeah, they didn't play any songs off AB Life, yeah. but they opened up the show with two the first two songs off of Catch For Us the Foxes. Cool. And that's that's smart. I mean, they know they're going to get the crowd hyped if they do. Right. Do right. That. Um, and then they went through a lot more uh, newer stuff, which which I love. I like us, like we said. I want to hear them play what they want to play. Mm-hmm. So this is the first song off of Catch for Us the Foxes, Torches Together. That's right. So they opened the show with this song. They, they opened the show with this song. I very much uh, liked the drummer of Me Without You. Yeah, he's fucking good, man, and he just wails on that floor, Tom. <laughs> Dude, he's he is he's like an he's an animal, yeah. like animal. <laughs> he, he's a total character up there, man. Yeah, he's he's a wild. Yeah. And what, I mean, like, one thing I love about me, I mean, so much thing, so much I love about me without you, but like sometimes with Aaron's lyrics, they're so open to like perspective, like. Yeah. Like, I know what you're talking about, but what the hell are you talking about? Right. You know? Very poetic, lyrically, yeah. yeah. Will you hand me one of them, Jay? Thanks, dude. But that's great. Like, it's if a, if a, if the lyrics are so cut and dry that everybody's going to know what you mean, sometimes right. you want that, I guess. Yeah. But there's also, it is fun to, like, hear a song like 10 times and kind of have and a different idea of absolutely. what you think it's about every time. There's been songs that I've like had like I was sure I was sure I knew what this song was about and then you'd like years later read a interview or something or yeah. something, they break it down and you're like oh shit I didn't I didn't think anything. Yeah. <laughs> or you just like even read the lyric page and you're like, oh, I missed all this extra stuff that changes the song completely. We did that with Justin with for the Get Up Kids. I was like, I think this song is about this, and I don't really like that it's about that. And then Justin was like, Oh yeah, I think it's about I remember. This. Yeah, and yeah. it actually, I was like, I like that better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, <laughs> his interpretation of it sounded like yeah. way cooler. <laughs> uh. 
Um, this is great. Anything else about the show? Anything to remark on? I bought another screen printed poster from Me Without You, which was really cool. I buy a. They have, like I was saying, with their artwork is so so cool. Yeah, I've got a lot of different screen printed posters of theirs over the years. I also collect screen printed posters. If I go to a show and there's a unique poster to that tour or to that yeah. show, I'm buying that. Hell I'm, yeah, I'm framing it and putting in my house. Um, Jay, you've seen them all. I got tons of them. In yeah, there. that's cool. Um, that was cool. That was really cool. It's always nice to see what kind of uh, artwork they're going to have on their, um, their merch. Do you want to take a break and then we can come back and talk a little bit more? Or do you want to... We're at an hour. We're at an hour? Okay. Yeah, we could probably... We're uh, unless, I mean, if there's stuff you want to talk about, we can. It's just... The, um, be- the beers we had there like we're, were huge. They had... <laughs> here's the thing I do want to talk about. And yeah. I, I, I feel like we've been very on point up until now. And we've done <laughs> yeah. a... a I've been, I've been okay on my job. best behavior, not, yeah. not distracting. Um, and this has to do with it, but not... Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, got a good, you should be sick more often. Yeah. More, <laughs> right. Um, but uh, the, the whole going to a show uh, as, as a person who doesn't really like to go out much sure. uh, yeah. in my 30s, uh, it, is, it took a lot for me to... That's another reason you you know how much I like mm-hmm. Pedro the Lion is that on a fucking Thursday night I was like do even like waking up that morning I was like do I still want to go yes I'm <laughs> right. going you're gonna go and you're gonna have a good time and I did but like so I I took a lift there twenty dollars mm-hmm. I bought a <laughs> ticket thirty dollars yeah. I bought two beers not at once but they were like eight dollars each yeah, plus tips so i'm it. spending like 20 25 dollars on on these i mean they were yinglings that were the size of baseball bats like they were <laughs> they were so there was like eight dollars that seems like a lot okay now i'm getting quite a bit and then 20 was i spent like almost a hundred dollars going to the show Seeing pedro the lion yeah priceless do you remember uh i think it was the tabernacle but maybe it was like the masquerade but they used to sell like fosters and cans that were like they looked like mini kegs they were so <laughs> yeah. big and i was always like i've never seen these anywhere besides this venue like hard to hold yeah so <laughs> um but yeah it was just there's like and i don't know i don't i don't know if that's just more about like me as a uh, like because yeah when I, I i don't know if it's like age also because like i said in high school also, maybe just because you wanted to like get out of your house, like you didn't because you, yeah, you were like, yeah. I'm oh, free, yeah. I'm yeah. out here on my own, my yeah. parents aren't here, and uh, so yeah, I would go, I would have gone to a show every single night if For I sure. could have, yeah. and now it's just like I go to like a couple a year, well, and I'm like, still not. Like, I mean, we go see our friends' bands play right. all the time, sure, but yeah, like yeah, to yeah. like buy a ticket, right? To, to go, to, yeah. I think the last show I went to before Me Without You was Me Without You. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the box office and bought a ticket for this show <laughs> like, that's how much i want to go see this yeah band. Uh, yeah and, and that's how i felt too i was like but it was totally worth it yeah 25 dollars for the ticket 50 dollars for a poster and a shirt 10 dollars for a beer 20 dollars for the food i ate at elmere next door mm-hmm. before the show yeah. but that's why you get that's the cool thing about being grown up you can you can afford to do that shit yeah. <laughs> you just made me want some elmere <laughs> oh, <laughs> spe- speaking speaking of tacos I have a maybe we can end with this little really ridiculous funny story. Yeah, um, please. So today, I went to work and uh, we played uh, in Savannah this past weekend with the Piners and 
it just like wore me out. I was worn out all day today. So when I got home, I took a nap for like two hours and woke up in time to come see you guys. And when I woke up, before I even got out of bed, grabbed my phone as the alarm was going off uh, after my nap, which was glorious, man. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> today, is, um, my one, today is my one-year anniversary with Lucy. We got Lucy oh, oh, a yeah, year I ago. Oh, yeah, Your dog? Yeah, yeah, so me and Lucy, she took a nap with me. It was, it was awesome. Um, and today's International Dog Day. To the yeah, dogs. Cheers. To the dogs. dogs. Cheers. So I wake up and I turn my Instagram on, and one of the first people's Instagram story I see is Dutch Wizard, uh, Rich, Rich, Rich from the drummer for me without you, and his whole Instagram story is about how after their show last night he grubbed hub Taco Bell, <laughs> and he's doing this story and you can hear Pedro playing. Like he's in the green room ordering Taco Bell, and like you can hear Pedro on stage in the background. That's and great. this Grubhub experience he had. He's like filming. He's like, look, this was a taco. There's literally nothing in it. It's just a tortilla. This is a quesadilla order. There's literally no cheese in it. This is a burrito. All they put in it was sauce. Here's another taco I ordered, and it's just onions. And it was like so gross. (laughs) And it made me want Taco Bell so bad. Even though he's like, Taco Bell, this is bullshit. Grubhub, this is bullshit. And it was like six different stories about this. And, and it was advertising. As, and this is this is true because you guys can witness to this. As I close off my Instagram, my wife texts me and says, I'm all for Curly. I'm stopping at Taco Bell. Do you want anything? <laughs> Which is amazing because we don't have a Taco Bell around where we live. She works out in Conyers when she's on, on this movie she's working on right mm-hmm. now. And I guess there was a Taco Bell up there. Yeah. We, only, we only ever get Taco Bell when we go on road trips, which is a really cool thing about going on road trips. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I, I can't. I'm sorry, babe. I'm about to go record a podcast with Jay Muhammad. I, I can't. She's like, well, I'll drop it off where your podcast is. And oh, my man. wife is so sweet. So woke up from a nap, saw a story about Taco Bell, about me without you, knowing I was coming here to talk about me without you, and my wife dropped off Taco Bell in the parking lot <laughs> when I pulled up, and y'all saw me eat it right at the beginning of the podcast. And you looked very happy. Dude, I was stoked. A it was good. Joy. It was good. My stomach doesn't hurt yet, so. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um well let's uh yeah let's let's wrap this wrap this thing up uh this is this has been cool this has been a really fun special episode uh jeremy you're the best hey man thank you cheers thank you thank you for coming cheers um this we're gonna put this out like this week i believe it'll be out out thursday we'll get some good pictures to uh of the show because i got some good pictures we'll post up that with some of the artwork and um if any of the guys in Me Without You or Pedro ever hear this, thank you for doing what you do, and we'll yes. see you next time you come through town. Yeah, um, and I'll be there. And if you want to come on our podcast, you're all invited. Yeah, we'd love to uh, know what they listened to in high school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Do you got any, anything you want to promote, plug? Um, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, you can follow me on the Instagram. That's where my art and music uh, resides, uh, at Jeremy Ray is. Um, got a seven inch record split coming out with my friend Dakota Floyd should be out uh, early October release show at my restaurant homegrown uh, our record that you and I just finished Jay um, this is the first time I've said it but the record's going to be called Above the Wreckage Ooh. Uh, and it should be out on vinyl uh, probably the beginning of 2020 realistically because we just finished recording it last week as you know Jay was there singing some killer harmonies killer 
I can't uh, wait. I'm so excited. Guys. Oh, Jay made the record. It's, oh. it's really special. It's really cool. <laughs> it's uh, it's the first time I've ever made a re- like a full length record under my own name and like spent the time and spent the money and spent the energy to where like as I was making it, I knew I was making something that's going to be special for me in my life for the rest of my life. There's plenty of times I've put out stuff where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put these things out. I did, you know, but this is the one where I'm like, I really feel strongly about this. So, um, above the wreckage out 2020, yeah. early 2020. And we'll promote the shit out of it. Uh, yes. When it gets sure. closer to that and you'll come back on and yes, you want. but it, it really is, it's going to be awesome and you guys are going to love it. I was saying this before the show, but I've been following like your Instagram and just seeing all the stories of the production of the album. And if you guys, I mean, it's been very exciting and it, cool. even the small clips that I've heard of stuff is, sounds really good. So I can't wait. Thanks, man. It's, Cannot wait. It's finally cool. Like, you know I mean? I'm 36. I played my first show 20 years ago. <laughs> you know? On National Dog Day? <laughs> At a nice skating rink. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's cool to just finally have this feeling of like, man, I'm going to put out a record that I've always wanted to make. You know? It's cool to like have the means to do it and have you guys like, I mean, like y'all are a bigger part of the record than I am. You know? Pony League backing me up. Like true, it truly is. I mean, like it's it's really special, and I'm I really can't wait to share it with the world. So I'll see y'all when I I'll see you tomorrow. But I mean, yeah. I'll see I'll see you when I come, <laughs> come back to the record. Hell yeah, um, Muhammad. Do you have any? If anyone wants to send Muhammad a care package, with, yeah, uh, things to make him feel better, get better soon. Uh, he would welcome this. Um, I will say that the live episode of Let's Make a Podcast is out. Uh, the live episode recorded live from Southern Fried Gaming Expo. It it's is a great. Thank you. Really it's a it. game show with audience participation uh, in which friends of this show and Let's Make a Podcast, Rudy Turner and Mitchell Hardage are the guests. It was really fun, really funny, a lot of good audience participation. So check that out. Um, also, I have a new Instagram page specifically for my baking. I bake bread, so you could follow that. It is the underscore sour bro. Um, <laughs> if you want to see me making a mess in my kitchen and making decent looking loaves of bread. Hell yeah. Oh, and listen to Jonah Radio. I don't know if you were going to say that. I'll let you plug that, but. Oh, no, yeah, yeah I will. You should. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's out the same week, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're uh, another uh, band that I uh, am part of uh, with uh, uh, the Pony League fellas uh, is Justin Green's band, also former friend former friend of the show. He's not a friend <laughs> anymore. No, former guest and friend of the show, Justin Green. Uh, he does Mountain Party, and uh, there, we have a four-song EP, uh, the Proletariat EP, which you can listen to now on all of the things. Yeah. Uh, but we just found out that uh, it's going to be on an episode of Jonah Ray's podcast, Jonah Radio, and I think that's coming out this week. So, um, yeah, that'll be kind of cool. And, and that is cool. I... I I guess he liked it because he is going to play it on his. So that's a cool thing. So Mountain Party, check out Mountain Party um, and send Justin a message and tell them tell him that uh, he looks very handsome and that you like his music <laughs> and that will make him really happy. Um, the theme song for this and every episode of my high school iPod was performed live, um, performed in live in studio <laughs> by Marcus. You can find Marcus. Um, 
on Instagram at we underscore our underscore Marcus. Uh, also working on a Marcus album. You guys, so many albums coming out. Yeah. Uh, you're all so very, uh, you got so many fun surprises in store. Um, let's see what else. You follow uh, My High School iPod on Instagram at My High School iPod. On Twitter at My HS Podcast. Uh, my HS iPod. Um, and I think that is it. You guys can email us at myhighschoolipod at gmail.com. Yeah, myhighschoolipod at gmail.com. Send us fan mail. We'll read it on the show. Yeah. Tell some friends uh, about this little podcast of ours. Leave us a review. Um, be nice to um, people that you meet uh, uh, in your day-to-day lives <laughs> um, all the time. And uh, tell them that my high school iPod told you you had to be nice. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to beat you up. Yeah. Uh, But no, seriously, you guys are the best, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And uh, until next time, uh, for Muhammad Joma, for Jeremy Ray, for me, your host, Jay Howell, I got to tell you something. You make a playlist, you put it on shuffle, you put your earbuds in, you get out there, and you change change the the world. world. Thanks. Bye.